Hello everyone, it's Saturday, May 6th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by the best, the best Hold chocolate. On. Hold on. Okay, I, it's not the wait, best chocolate, but I'm loving it right now. There's Cadbury's mini eggs, and then there's what we are eating today, Hershey's Eggies. I absolutely have no idea what this is, but I'm loving it. Hershey's Eggies. Hershey's Eggies basically taste the same as Cadbury, except you have Hershey's chocolate in here versus Cadbury chocolate in the mini eggs. Well, that would make sense. But to be fair, mini eggs, they will charge you way more money just because it's Cadbury. Really? Eggies, you can buy this bag at Easter time, like peak season for expense. For like 16 bucks? Growing up, I had, are at least 20. I had a classmate, and I would say friend, that their mother worked for Cadbury. So I had no idea how much Cadbury stuff cost. Oh yeah, it's pretty penny. Yeah. Anyway, this episode is not sponsored by Hershey's Eggies, despite the fact that I am already eating them, and will continue to eat them until they're completely gone. You probably heard her crunching before I even said hello. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, this week is CMHA's Mental Health Week, and apparently I have some obsessions that I have to Do you want to explain quickly with. what CMHA is? Yeah, the Canadian Mental Health Association. So... And we are Canadian. As so. you know, we are from Canada. Yeah. So the CMHA is only best suited for How us. How do you know they know? Maybe they don't know. We've said it enough. I We're Canadian, eh? My, my episode, as you like to call it, the very Vancouver episode, we discussed the fact yeah. that everything is filmed in our homeland. But do you expect everyone to do the research? I don't. I am, I'm here for the people who want the standalone. Yeah. They, they come in for obscure titles of, what the hell is a robot Jesus in a church of Pacey? On, and, a, on a more serious <laughs> note, it is Mental Health Week, and we do encourage support for anybody who is going through anything right now. Mental health is, is health. And is very important. Yeah. Well, both of us, we have. Yeah. Our I've, own. I've gone through. Yeah. I've definitely yeah. gone through therapy. Yeah. You've gone through therapy. I attempted it. Yeah. What do you mean it, you attempted it? You went to therapy. I, I went. Took I you. went to therapy. Did you disappear? But then I ran out of free sessions, and I no longer go. <laughs> also, Canadian mental health care is somewhat covered. Yeah. By our healthcare system, so yeah. we are very fortunate. So we know go that Canada, go mental health awareness. We know not everyone has that good. Go fortune. us. <laughs> But um, we do encourage, if you need it, to find some sort of initiative yeah. that will help you wherever you happen to be located. Yeah. On a on, different note. On that note. So as everyone knows, or if you don't know and you're a first-time listener, each week we talk about a pop culture artifact that shaped us and why they're memorable for us. This is true. And we also have a fan theory fight club, which is, I gotta say, my favorite segment because <laughs> I find out some weird shit about yeah. stuff I love. But the Fan Theory Fight Club is where we argue the merits or detriments based on somebody else's fan theory and uh, and kind of interpret our pop culture items through that lens and decide whether or not we think it's bullshit or not. I think if we did our own segment of our own fan theories, we would seem like crazy people. Like, we already seem crazy. I was going to say, we seem like crazy people on Mental Health yes, Week. Yes, yes, we is do. That what, is, is this your, they like, absurd tie-in? No, I mean, like, they can't Mental quite diagnose Mental health issues do not make you crazy. I... Mental <laughs> health issues do not make you crazy. I cannot it's say us. that enough. We are the problem. It's yeah. us. Yes, we, we, are, we have our own issues. Yes. And lastly, we will play... A quick round of Twist the Sister, where one of us loves something that the other hates or straight up doesn't know anything about. And we'll that would be me. Yes. Usually it is, Chelsea. <laughs> the, the, I don't even think there's been an occurrence you where I haven't known what you're talking about. What are you talking about, Willis? Yeah. <laughs> and we open it up to you, our listeners, as a poll, 
to decide which sister is right. And it's fine that you pick me week after week. I understand. She's not offended by it. This is a safe space. Yeah. So feel free <laughs> to pick Daisy if you want. I'm I'm not going to discredit you She will you only as a hate you from afar. Only from afar. <laughs> only you don't as have far to deal as with I her. can throw these Hershey eggs. Yes. yes. Which is not far. I do not have a very Considering good they're going in the opposite direction in her mouth, they're not going to hit you. All right. So anyway, start us off. So to start us off for our pop culture artifact, this was an interesting one because when you were young. Oh, when, back in the day where the dinosaurs uh, roam. No. <laughs> <laughs> back before you have to wear a neck brace and a back brace and keep everything oh, yeah. held together with tape. We got some pins <laughs> in there now. <laughs> Anyway, th th what we're talking about is perks of being a wallflower. Why do I and everyone I love pick people who treat us like we're nothing? We accept the love we think we deserve. But we're not just talking about one version of it, the book or the movie. We are talking about them as duology, same as last episode, folklore and evermore. It's not a duology. You mean like the two, the two adapted versions? Yes, we're talking about them both together. Okay. It's not like a the sequel. original and the it's, adaptation. Yes. Okay. They align for us. So. Well, this is new for me. I know, because we... we I love both! Yeah, I love both, too! <laughs> this goes great. This is why it's not a Twisted Sister segment. Yeah. Um, so, I, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so okay. we'll talk about the book first. So okay. Talk about the book's impact on you, Chelsea. Okay, so I'm going to start off with the fact that... Just a fun story, because I think you might remember this. Oh, there's probably a, a very I'm good chance. I'm pretty sure you were <laughs> old enough to remember this. So our father has a tendency that if he doesn't write something down, he will forget it. So I was very sick one time and I decided that I wanted to read Perks of Being a Wallflower for a school assignment. I decided that I was going to do a book report on it, basically. While ill. While ill, yeah. Oh yeah, I was a good student. So anyway. Hi on children's Tylenol. Chelsea worked for hours. Yes. <laughs> but, but I said to my father, can you please go pick up this book for me? Mm -hmm. And I said, it's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. He then went to our local bookstore and asked for lilies of the valley because he, all he heard was wallflower. I didn't know quite what that was. I remember this. Came back and said they have no copies of lilies of the valley. They haven't even heard of it. And I said because that's not what I asked you for. <laughs> and that's our that's our little segue into how much I love this book. So when I yeah. finally did get my hands on it, which now I had to wait a while because my father can't be trusted. Um, I got the And book. you didn't know to write a note. <laughs> I didn't know to write. I was sick. I wasn't thinking straight either, so. So, yeah, I, uh, I love the book. I think it's a fantastic book. It's like, a, it's kind of like an epistola, epistola, please say the word I'm trying to say here. I have no idea what you're trying to say. It's written in, like, letter format. Oh, okay, there we go. That's yeah. actually something that I loved about it, too. I can't speak. I've got so much chocolate in my mouth yeah. that it's hard you're to You're having pronounce. a Hershey hot. I am. I'm, ha I'm jittery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I love the book. It's Give me an eggy. And I don't, I, for this, I don't want to give spoilers away too much because there is a lot of mental health issues that are addressed in the book. It is a lot about a a boy who finds don't, his people. Don't worry about the spoilers. I'm going to cover it for both of us. No, do not spoil this. This <laughs> but, is one worth reading but, and watching but one if you're a reader my or favorite. a watcher. Mm. So anyway, it's, it's extremely moving. Um, it's told in such a relatable way it's about a, a group of friends that are kind of outcasts in a way just kind of not the norm but, but hold on, the main the main character in it is relatively new and the yes. reason he is new is because of 
stuff that occurs before the story actually yeah. takes place. Which is which you will find out. Yeah, divulged at the end of the book. You don't want or or at the end of the movie. You don't want to. You don't want to do the research. You don't want to know going in because it's worth knowing nothing. Yeah, going in knowing nothing. Yeah. Anyway, but um, then he's a part of the friend group. Yes. Yeah, and I think it was a very faithful adaptation because the person who wrote the book also directed and wrote the movie, mm -hmm. or I think directed and wrote the movie. I'll, I'll I don't know about that. directing it. I know that he uh, wrote it. No, he definitely directed it. Yes, okay, and also he did, screen, he did the screenplay. Yes, yeah. I just double checked the back of the DVD. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. That's what made it. I think such a really good adaptation. It was very true to the book, but it also kind of fleshed out a little bit as well. It's, I also think that's the dream, though. Sorry, just to go back to what you said. I think that's like the dream that you write a book and then they want to make it a movie or a show and you get to write and direct that as well. Because it's your vision and you get to do it again. You get to make sure that I, it's I exactly how you imagine it. I or don't you even agree get with to that change. Now. You even get to change. I can't what believe you did I'm going to get to talk about something else for a second. Okay. Sorry. I am obsessed with Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh my god. This is an important segue. I'll uh -huh. keep it very brief. I am obsessed with this show. I love it so, so freaking much. And not I'm not even remotely connected to our, our CMHA mental health. Team. Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote the book, and I, I, I am of the unpopular minority that does not like the book very much. I felt like the book didn't go very far. I love the format. I thought it was very interesting, but I... I didn't actually like the book. All a lot that of build-up for not a very mediocre end for mediocre you. for me, and that's yeah. and that's sometimes a worse crime than being bad. Um, so that is what. Well, yeah, because it's like indifference versus yeah. Hating. I just yeah. kind of felt like, ugh, well, that happened, mm -hmm. and I and it's it's not a, it's a fair sized book anyway. Um, so I read that book, and then I was told that there was going to be a movie slash TV series. They weren't quite sure at the time. And I was like, okay, fine. I won't hold my breath because if it's as bad as this book, then it's not going to be very good. And I was very skeptical. Love the freaking TV series. And part of the reason why is that they made significant changes. The author is involved, but she decided she did not want to do what you just said. She didn't want to do it again. She wanted to do things that she didn't do before, make improvements where That's she saw there could be. That's what I was trying to say. Because when you have someone who's wrote the book version, yeah. and then they're involved in the movie or the TV show, mm -hmm. they can change things that they liked initially when they wrote the book that they don't like anymore or yeah. the way that they've changed or how they think they should have changed the story yeah. they have the opportunity to fix flesh it flesh out characters and remove ones that are kind you, of superfluous you yep. also though they didn't really do that very much with this though it is real to where it's like your baby you yeah. know and then you get to make it a teenager when you get they, to redo it yeah, this is true because they, they you didn't get to, do that they did that with daisy jones yeah. and six which we're not talking about i, I, know. I love when but, you get to do that that's like my dream but like i'd love nothing more than to write a book and then they're like hey we loved it so much we're gonna make a movie i'm like let's go but the perks of being a so wallflower i, I want to be jenny han that's what it is i want to be jenny han <laughs> i want to be jenny han an episode <laughs> oh my god okay Anyway. Nobody knows who Jenny Han is. If they don't, I will tell you right now. She did To All the Boys I Loved Before. She did Summer uh, The Summer this I Turned Pretty. This is a heavy episode. Everyone's snoring. But, oh, they're <laughs> so, so, so good. So good. I read the books for both series. I actually read The Summer I Turned Pretty. I, I do like both of those, but I prefer I, To All the Boys I Loved Before. That You're going I, way off track. This Why? Is, I went way off track? You start yeah. talking about Daisy Jones <laughs> and the freaking six, Charles. Yeah. Anyway. It's a, it's a good... That's who Jenny Han is. If you don't know her, go follow her on Instagram. She she does amazing stuff on Instagram. Okay. So funny. So, all right. Impact for me. I remember loving it so much that there were, like, a year or Have so Have you even gotten into the movie yet, or you just... No, I don't want to ruin the, I don't oh, ruin the story. That. I'm going deep in. So, for me, the impact 
was profound enough that I was recommending it to people who didn't read oh, yeah. it. And I was like, you need to read this. And you were like, I know that you're basically illiterate because you don't believe in reading, <laughs> but try it. This is worth it. And they enjoyed it. So, so yeah, that ended up being a big, uh, a big thing for me. I found the story, uh, the unrequited love story in it is what I related to most, not necessarily the mental health things that, that they're going through, but I, I felt and not even just the main unrequited love story. There's another love story in there. Again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's... Are you talking about Patrick's? Yes. Patrick's uh. love story is also uh. profoundly impactful as well. Because there's a... Even mm. if you're not in his situation, you feel the same emotions. You can understand it to a certain degree. You can empathize. Okay. I don't want to ruin anything. My Please turn. don't ruin it too much. Go I, ahead, Daisy. I will try really hard. So... Uh, for me, I'll start with the book first. So, with the book, when I read it, I read it much later than you, obviously. I was not sick doing a book report. I was going, what's this on your shelf? It looks kind of boring, but I thought it was a really cool picture on it. Yeah, you just... Because we had the original covers. insult is, is the way Daisy went through life. That's not true. This looks stupid. You want to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually is how the scary yeah. movies went. This looks stupid. Let's watch it. Um, yeah. But I digress. With the book, I thought this looked... Because I was used to very, like, awesome covers on books. So when I saw the cover of Perks Being a Wallflower and seeing how plain it was, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. this looked, this looked the equivalent of being like, here's the Bible. Like, there was nothing yeah. on it. So I was quite bored. But then you said, oh, you might like it. It is a minimalist Try. Kind of cover. So I read it, and I loved it. Not only did I love the iconic line that's come from book and film, that we accept the love we think we deserve, which... If I remember correctly, is altered in the movie to having Paul Rudd's teacher character say it. When I think it's, I think it's a parent or something in the book. I can't remember exactly. I don't think it's the teacher that says it to him. We accept the love we think we deserve. Is and a fantastic. I think quote. it is one of the truest statements ever made by a person ever. And it's a very important thing to mention during Mental Health Week. Yes. We accept the love we think we deserve. Yes. You deserve love. Yes. And anyway, if go and on. if you have like a poor image of yourself or anything that drags you down, you think that other people should see those flaws, and I loved it. Loved it enough that I have it tattooed on my scapula, which is back of my shoulder blade, um, and you like to Thank say- Thank you for the kinesiology lesson. You love to say that I stole your tattoo, even though you don't have you, the tattoo. You did. I do. I, I mentioned. No, this is you my didn't mistake. mention this. This is, like this is a false memory. This is like how you see me in a leather jacket and you say it's yours. It's, it's like, a false memory. It didn't happen. It's like the person who tells someone what they want to name their child, and then the person has a kid before you and names their child. Are you child telling then? me I did the equivalent of what Rachel did in Friends when she's like, oh, what name? And, oh, I Emma. don't love it! I don't love it! You I don't it. want that name! Yeah. Yeah, it's your name! Yeah. And then she really wants the name. Yeah. Yeah. So... It is not like that yeah, at all. it is. It's nowhere near that, because you didn't say this. You probably thought it, but I went and got I it. I said it out loud. I went and got it, because you came by one day, you went, what the hell is that? And you moved my freaking tank top, and you yeah. went, oh, you, you did it on a sneaky sly. You did a sneaky sly I didn't do move. a sneaky sly. I went yeah. on a May weekend day and got a tattoo, yeah. and you saw me a Without few weekends later, me. and were very upset. Without telling me, because you full well knew that yeah. I would go... What the fuck? You took my tattoo. <laughs> I did not. Anyway, I love that line. I think it is one of the truest statements ever made in life. And I feel like it is a... I think it's something that people should live their lives by. Because it's something that's kind of a reminder. And that's why you got a tattoo on your yeah. body forever. Yeah, it's a reminder that, you know, to have, like, self-love. If you want to have love in other, you know, facets of your life. And I also loved... Now, this is one of my favorite poems ever in the book 
and it's it's not even oh recognized as a major it's moment. A... It I love it so so much. Yes. The yes. impact, the emotional impact of this poem. I nearly cry every time fist. I read it. it like <laughs> I'm doing like a Judd Nelson in yeah. in Breakfast Club right now. Yeah, that is I, a great poem. Because in when you book. read it, you start off. I don't remember the context of why we get the poem in the book. It because it's they he reads it and he's told that it's a poem, but he they also think it was a suicide note that a kid had left. And oh, then you okay. read the poem and you will cry your eyes out. I didn't cry the first what time I read it. What is the name of the poem again? There, it, there's no name to it. It's it's you know. They put the artwork on the fridge, and he puts it on the door. You, you know what yes. I mean? Yes, yeah. But I, I, I don't want to tell you what it says, because it's... Just type in Perks of Being a Wallflower poem if you don't even want to read the book. I don't care. You need to read you the poem. You can read the poem on its own just and read still the poem. get something I, the I made poem. so many people in my literature class in high school read it, and granted, they didn't feel the way I did, but I... Oh, it yeah. hits me so hard, because when you read it, you go in feeling one way, thinking it's going to be one thing. It's a very depressing poem, though, so if you're going it's through depression, so I do not though. recommend It's such a beautiful poem. I understand the beauty of the poem, but sometimes you... But it's you authentic to how you feel when you are depressed and when you're suicidal, that this is yeah, what you're is going through. Yeah, which is why I do not necessarily think it's the best thing to give to someone who is depressed or suicidal. Well... I mean, Just I'm to, not a therapist. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but I think that I don't know. I think anyway, I think it's important for everyone to read because anyway, it's it allows a, it's you a to showcase. know that your feelings are relatable. You're yeah. not alone. It's a showcase but of that particular. You feel differently. Mental, anyway, someone it's, going through a mental health crisis. The, the strong yeah. emotional impact of that alone did it for me. But okay. I also loved the letter format, like you mentioned, and yeah. I love that the unique style works perfectly because you don't know about like the tragic past. You don't know about. The, the mental health struggles. You don't know all of these things when you just have him writing letters. Okay. You don't know. You only know the events that are going on. So the, and then in the What movie, impact? Hold on. What impact did it have on you? Is my real I question. I think it had me thinking Should, more deeply about consideration how I felt and how other people felt. And empathy. And, a great and, yeah, and, empathy. and encourages empathy and general pathos. Because, you know, you won't lack empathy after reading the book. I agree. You f you feel like, after you read it, you feel more emotionally connected and yeah. more considerate of other You just want to go give someone a hug. Yeah. Cause yeah someone who might be, need one. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You just want to hug everyone. It's, it's a fantastic book and it's a fantastic um, movie as but well. But then, when the movie came out, I was a little hesitant. Hey, we are moving on to the next No, segment. I didn't even get to talk about the movie yet. I'm not gonna. Don't worry. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Don't you worry. I'm scared. Um, I'm very scared. When I saw the movie, I was a little hesitant because people, judgy little bitches, were turning around. They're like, Emma Watson is Sam. Ugh. And She's everyone, good at it, everyone loves Logan Lerman just because he did Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief crap. I've seen it. Eh. Okay. Well, it ain't I no liked, Hunger Games. I liked him and. <laughs> um. Anyway, I liked him, but it had nothing to do with Percy. But Jackson. they were shitting all over. The only person that they liked in it was Ezra Miller, who's Patrick in it. Ezra Miller's great in it. They're all three of them. I love them, and I personally, I'm a sucker for Mae Whitman. If Mae Whitman's in I anything, I was going to mention her too. I, I relate more to Mae Whitman in basically everything she does, even if her character is nothing like me. There's just something about yeah. her that I feel like I get it. Ezra Miller, in case anybody doesn't know who that is, it's the Flash. The Flash. Yeah. He's also the villain in Fantastic Beasts. I was going to mention um, that Amy Schumer movie. Oh, you think you're going to know him from Trainwreck, yeah, Jesse, as the, young, the random intern? The young intern that she No, she people are going to know him as the Flash with. from the Justice League movies. He's the Flash, Chelsea. I didn't know that. 
But you knew that he was the random intern yeah, in Trainwreck? Yeah, I've seen that movie multiple times. So have I, but I don't even okay. watch just... Anyway, we're getting Maybe distracted. Maybe I'm the wrong person to tell you what distracted. someone's from. Um, he's, he's in a bit of hot water right now, so we probably shouldn't dive into that too much. Yeah. Um, good actor, though. Yes, very good actor. Um, but I also liked... Uh, I don't remember it being in the book. I love the conversation between Sam and Charlie, which is what everyone talks about when they talk about the movie is when she says specifically when she says why do we pick people that treat us like we're nothing yeah. because she's hit, she's hit a bit of like a rough patch in I a relationship. I swear that's when he says we accept the love And that is he repeats it after he heard it from the teacher. Yeah. But it's a completely separate thing but it shows like not only is he learning, he's growing as an individual. Yeah. He's applying the lessons that he's gaining through life to his actual life yeah. and to others. And it's it's difficult to watch because he clearly has a crush on her. Oh my god, he's madly in love yeah. with her. Yeah, but he's putting those aside just to help her in this time, and I think it is such a sweet thing, yeah. because all he wants to do, really, is just grab her and kiss her. And let's face but it. But instead, he's going to help her through this instead. loves are like that, right? Where you're yeah. like, I'll do anything for this person, even yeah. though it is sabotaging my own chances of a relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, I will get her back with her dickhead yeah. boyfriend I'll, if she's happy. I'll be so freaking nice that she will forget about this person as I slowly hook them back up. Yeah, and the other thing that I valued about the movie was this is different than with the book because the book taught me empathy. I loved seeing the relationships in the movie, specifically the one that you mentioned before, Patrick's relationship, play out on screen. Yeah. Because I feel like it gave it, like, another layer than the book did Mm -hmm. because you got to see these different scenarios and you got to see how that affected the relationships of not only Patrick and who he's with, but also how it affected Sam and him and how it affected Charlie and him and how there's this secret... It's really a secret. That's funny because I, in I don't. For some reason, I preferred it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. That even though Ezra Miller is fantastic, I still preferred it in the book. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just felt like it added another way. I like it in the book, but I felt like I think having the visual with it really did it for me because I wasn't just visualizing it as I read. I had, you know, this twenty-second clip or whatever. Yeah. Of it playing out in front of me, and I thought that was great. I also love the soundtrack, specifically the dance where they play Come On Eileen, because yeah. I'm a huge fan of the song Come On Eileen. Mom Dexy, hates it. Dexy's Mom hates it, but I'm like, Mom, put in the earplugs. Blare it. <laughs> I love it so much. I love the song, and I feel like it's so good in the dance sequence because they're trying to pull him onto the dance floor, yeah. and he kind of like... Just slowly get him out of his shell. Goes to the beat, kind of, like, not even shimmies. He kind of steps forward slowly to the beat. And then by the end of it, they're just, like, dancing like lunatics. Yeah, like, there's no beat. There's no rhyme or reason to their movements. It's great. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. Just flailing. But, yeah. Yeah, it is. They are. They're flailing, and they're somewhat on beat. But, anyway... On to our next uh, fan theory fight club for this week. I'm very interested. Um, we have Black Swan. Ooh, I love Black Swan. <laughs> I love Black Swan. You, we've spoke about this before, but just in case people didn't know, this was the year that I went Oscar crazy yes. and saw everything. I know, because you had me watching Black Swan, which I probably oh shouldn't God, have, considering yes. my age at the time. Cause my year oh yeah, was highly, this. highly inappropriate Yeah, I you. should not have been watching this at 10 years old. Yes, no, it was, but, it was not appropriate But I was, because you, you, had, you had grabbed it. And you had said, watch it. Scarred for life. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, so, I, I think part I think of Black the Swan's thing that creeps movie. me out about this is the eyes when she's the swan. Yeah. They freak me out. Because you already know that it freaks me out. I can watch a horror movie. But her movie. eyes are, like, red. Like, yeah. They're not, they're not, like, you can't see the whites of her eyes very much anymore yeah. at, at that point. The, the thing that freaks me out, though, is 
I, like, eyes freak me out in general in horror movies, but then when she, like, steadily is becoming a frickin' swan on screen, that did, that didn't work for me. I was out. Yeah. Because it freaked me out. Anyway, slightly distracted. That. Um, do you want to give a backstory to the movie because you love it so much? Um, sure. Okay, so Natalie Portman won an Oscar for this movie. Basically what it's about, um, it is a thriller, although I would argue it's a horror movie. Um, it's a kind of psychosexual type of film, um, in which Natalie Portman's character, Nina, is kind of, she gets her a big chance as a ballerina to, to be, um, I think her, it's Odette. I think that's the name of the character. It doesn't matter. So, so in Swan Lake, she gets to play the role, but they're actually doing something a little bit unique. They're going to have two different swans. They're going to have one that is very refined and very strict, and they're going to play the white swan, and then we're going to have somebody who is more like free with their body playing the black swan, and that's Milo Kunis's character. And she, she's kind of unstable. Yeah. Well. That actually, I'll eventually get into it with my theory in a Which second. Which is why we're talking about it this week, because yes, of the mental health she, issues surrounding it. She, the way she holds herself, not only is she very restrictive movements because of the ballet, but you can see it's like she's, held, like, her emotions themselves are held together with a girdle. Like, she is, yeah. she is very tightly she's strong and wound. at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's so threatened by Milo Kunis' character. Yeah, and it's the, it's the weirdest and kind of the funniest... But it's, you know, it's kind of told from her perspective, so that you're yeah. never sure whether to trust what happened is real, or if it was something that was going through her head. Which leads me into the theory, which is from uh, Black Swan, the theory that Nina, who is Natalie Portman's character, that her mom is actually a figment of her imagination. Oh, I like this. And her mom is played by Barbara Hershey, excellently played by Barbara Hershey, I must mention. Yes. Um, and the theory was made by um, a Reddit, like all theories are, <laughs> a Reddit user named, I want to say this correctly, Jorge22s, I think, like 22 seconds kind of thing. Um, and it was 11 years ago that this theory was created. So not as old as the movie, but it's getting close. Yeah. Anyway, so the theory talks about how the white swan is supposed to represent, like, purity and innocence and immaturity, while the black swan is supposed to be maturity and independence and growth, right? Okay. So Nina is willing to let go of her white swan persona in the movie because she wants to show that she's willing to grow up and take care of her issues in order to, be, to become the black swan, right? And she does have moments of, like, sexualizing moments in the, yes. in the film as well. So you can see... Yeah. The turn. She, she's actively trying to fight everything she's known, basically. Yeah. However, a part of her subconscious during this time of her trying to transition to show her maturity is preventing her, and um, it shows that she's having trouble letting go of what she's used to, basically. So this is why, this is where the theory comes into it, this is why she creates the imaginary overprotected mother character and um, this is because Nina lives alone, which is supported by the fact that the mother only interacts with Nina, ever, other than one sure. occurrence, other than one occurrence where the mother is supposed to be talking to Mila Kunis, her character. But in this conversation, the mother is supposed to be, like, attempting to prevent Nina from going out and being the black swan, I think, going out on stage. What time is it? This show is tonight, I no, no, no. Oh, don't worry. I called the theater and I told him you weren't feeling well. I have to go. No, no, lay down. Go with me. I'm staying in here until you feel better. Where is it? This room is destroying you. 
And she's projecting it as the mom's doing it, not me. Yeah. But that's what the theory and it gives, is. That she it lives gives alone. The little girl, it she, gives her the little girl sort of complex. Yeah. Of being like, well, my mommy said I can't go out and play. Exactly. That kind of thing. Um, but that's the theory. I like this that, idea. And it could definitely fit. Like, because of how crazy stretch. the movie is, it definitely could work that the mom ain't real. Yeah. Um, I love this movie, by the way. Like, yeah. But in case there's any question, I do think this movie is a great movie. And whether you believe this theory or not, it is... It's it's a great movie. Like it's really, really, really interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, but it is. I fun. haven't watched it since you made me watch it. But at the time, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of crazy. But. It's a, it's a bit of a hard watch as well, though. So it, like it, it oh, make sure I, you're in the right. I, I, make sure you're in the right headspace. Having mental health having, very important to watch. Having done ballet, having done ballet, and granted, I didn't have on point shoes, so I didn't have like disgusting feet after <laughs> doing ballet. You were like a contemporary dancer. Yeah, but we practiced ballet in our dance classes, Um, so I knew how to do, like, on point without being in the shoes. Um, It was very... I already knew because I had seen it in dance class itself, because when you research different dances, you see images of what ballet dancers' feet look like when they wear the on-point shoes, because the toes are literally boxes. It's like wood. Their toes are on blocks of wood, and they have to hold themselves up for long periods of time, so you can imagine their toes look funky as hell. Their and, toenails sometimes fall off. And that is a scene in Black Swan that was like, ooh, ooh, that hurts. Yeah. Like, it hurts to see it. The feather is the one and that I And you can feel it. Of. Oh, the feathers for you? Yeah. When she's plucking the one feather out, that was... Like, I don't know if it's because I was like, that ain't real. <laughs> and I was like, it, mm. it didn't hurt me as much, but it's still creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're kind of going through all of the, the hell that she's experiencing because of, of it being very... Um, tunnel vision yeah. where you're just looking really through her her view of things and again like I said you can't trust necessarily what you're seeing to be real it, it can be kind of horrifying because what she's experiencing as she's putting all of this pressure on herself to be the perfect perfect swan for this bow the perfect ballerina basically yeah. um she, she's going through her, her own version of torment at every turn um but she's also trying to She's trying to encompass all of the things to be perfect. She yeah. wants to be perfect. And that requires her to let go some of the yeah. innocence that she has in order to become a little bit more corrupted, I guess. I don't know if corrupted is the right word, but but a little bit I darker. think it's very true what they mention in the theory, though. The, the oh, yeah. Theory, Sorry, which, yeah. The which theory, I buy. 100%. I buy it. 100%. We both buy it. We yeah. both buy the theory. Um, but I think it is also true that the white swan very much represents that immaturity. Oh, and because yeah. she is so excited for the white swan until she knows that Mila Kunis is the black swan, it's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not sharing. No, yeah. This is my role. Yeah. I can do both, okay? Yeah. I know you don't think she I can, but I can. She doesn't voice That's, that's, because she's so meager and still that white swan persona, she doesn't but that's the thing. Say. That's the thing that makes me think it really, feel it, it really pushes into the whole immaturity of it. The fact that she's having some of the, I don't want to share some of the visions Immature. that she's having. It shows that she still is that white swan because yeah. she's trying so hard to be something that she's not. That's something that 
an immature person immature. does. It's yeah. it's like when someone is called immature and they go, "Ugh, I'm so mature." Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They're, the way they I do respond the says everything about the fact that they are exactly what they're fighting. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the whole movie is. She is trying so hard to be something that she's not. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's damaging her. It's destroying her. Yeah. 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 Anyway, fantastic movie. Um, the theory, like we said, 100%. Moving on. What are we... What, what's the twisting going to be this week? I don't know if you remember that we agreed upon this. If you didn't, this is going to be fun. Oh, no. So, the twist of the sister for this week is something that I think is awesome. I read the book when the first season of it aired. So, I kind of read it kind of alongside. I think I know what this is. It's actually one of the first times that I haven't read it after something. I read it literally at the same time. I've never really done that before, but that's what I was doing. Uh, I'm going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why. Get a snack. Settle in. Because I'm about to tell you the story of my life. More specifically, why my life ended. And if you're listening to this tape, you're one of the reasons why. And I love 13 Reasons Why. And I love 13 Reasons Why because so many teen shows now is, like, they freaking, you have stuff like Riverdale, where they're just reinventing something, but they're making it sexy because it's a teen show. And you've got Pretty Little Liars, which was basically Gossip Girl 2.0 with, like, a dark edge. And everything feels like it's just grabbing onto each other. 13 Reasons Why, when I read the book, and the first season is very much kind of a reflection of the book, and then after that, you know, they wander a bit with the storyline because... There's nothing after that book. Um, I loved that it was honest and it was real and it was unique. Because you have not read another book where a girl goes through a couple of events. Because I think um, life is very much made of moments. It's why I value them so much when you watch a movie or a show or something like that. And I think it is very true that you have moments in life that really, like, um, what's the word I'm going for? dictate how you react in future situations. Like a single moment could be pivotal. Yes. And you could make decisions and based on And this show and the book did that for me. I It's the 13 moments. Yes. The yeah. whole, because each episode, if you don't know, 13 Reasons Why is this girl, Hannah Baker, she goes through a high school experience. She's a new kid in school. How, how about we start with what, what we know, the after part. The, well, Which is not, it's not a yeah. spoiler. So, the she, character has committed suicide. She kills herself. And... And leaves behind... Leaves behind a, a guy who kind of had a major crush on her, but he never did anything about it. So, he's kind of devastated by the loss, but holding everything in, trying to keep it together. Um, and because he can't justify because, the way he feels. Exactly. And then, tapes go around to different Cassette people. Tapes. Cassette tapes. which is not... Uh, in line with the times. Like, they have to go digging for the machines to actually work a cassette tape. Uh, you know, get a Walkman, you know, find a, an old radio, stuff like that. Um, but these tapes are basically different characters and different people in her life. And what they did to either make her want to kill herself or just people who impacted her in some way. Usually it is pivotal the moments. former, though. Again, the it 13 is, pivotal moments yeah. in her life that led to her to make this decision. And I read the book, thought the book was amazing. Sh the first season of the show wait, basically Wait the a same. second, wait a second. This isn't a pop culture artifact. This is Twist the Sister, and I liked the first season of the series. Yes. So what are you twisting me on? Uh, I'm getting there. Shh, shh, shh. No, Relax. Get there faster. I also think it's honest about the high school experience. Oh, we don't care. 
Shush. Why? Wh- don't and shush me. What are you trying to twist me on? I also I like the series. You told me that you didn't like Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't like the anything past the first season. That's the problem. So this is a Bridgerton issue. You haven't even. This, this is, is exactly. I'm like going Bridgerton. to hurt you because you haven't even watched season two of Bridgerton, and that offends me on many levels. And this is where we sit here with the, this is this is identical. What, okay, fine. I want you to do something. Like, tell me what your problem with season two was. It's there's no direction. There's no direction? Nothing seems to be happening. There's a really good song that came out from the second season by Selena Gomez. Back to you. It's love an anthem. It's my anthem. I love it. I love it so much. I love it. Love, love, I really love like it. that song, but I uh, didn't know that it came from the it, series until it, I, I it, Until you watched it? it? Until you... No. Oh, you no. didn't even see what I didn't it was finish, I didn't finish Why do you think it's an anthem, Chelsea? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, you know you're not going to anyway, change my opinion so, by yelling at me. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. If your issue is the fact that it, it, it doesn't follow the same format as season one, right, they have to do. Aggies. They've got to do something different because they don't have a book as like the blueprint anymore, right? So I also okay. appreciated that season one kind of did exactly what the book did. You got her story, and you well got crafted. and you got why she did these things, and you hate people and you love people. And your opinions of them will go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Heartbreaking. In, in episodes. Heartbreaking first season. Yeah. It's devastating to watch. But I feel it's a standalone. I don't think they should ever have continued this. And there's like three or four seasons of this I, shit? Yes. Like, I appreciated. I appreciated in the second season that it deals with more of the fallout. Because not only, you know, there was the fallout that you see steadily happening in the first season... But you also have, it's continuing. It's not something that, because she had a problem and she's letting people know, you hurt me, that they're, not gonna, that they're not going to feel anything. Because if you tell someone and Is you... Is she in it at all in the second season? Yeah, they do like flashbacks. Yeah, I don't remember her being um, in it at all. But she, be she, well, it's because she was so awesome in it. Yeah, um, and they took away the best character. She has to, Chelsea. She's dead. I know. They can't just keep her there and have, like, ghost Hannah Baker there. But which it's not which like they, they kind of do, to be fair, in the show. It's not but, like they developed um, characters well enough, though. Yes, they did. You didn't watch it. You didn't see how characters changed. Like, oh, I want to do a spoiler so bad right now. Ooh, Chelsea, don't do this to me. Um, You know what? I will, because I don't think you're going to watch it. Because Probably you're not, as stubborn you're as not, I am. You're not you doing know a very Bryce? good job. You know Bryce? Bryce um, Walker, who did the most damaging thing yes, to her? Yes, I do. I'm not going to tell you what it is, because I want you to actually watch the show. Yeah. Um, he dies in season three, and you have to figure out who killed him. Who killed him? Yes, because mm. that's the question. Who killed Bryce Walker? So it turns into a murder mystery. But you find out that the... Who the shot toxic, JR? You find out about the toxic <laughs> culture of the high school, and it, it doesn't begin and end with one or two people. It is a thing that goes across the sports team. They have a clubhouse... Okay. Where they take girls and they do, you know, terrible Untoward things. things. Okay. And you find out that it's not just a problem with the students this thinking that they're entitled. It's it's not just something that is a problem with the students and the toxic, like, patriarchal culture of the school. It's a problem with administration, that they don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. Like, there's layers to this problem. Well, also at the same time, you get to dive into the mental issues of other characters because there's characters that were also attacked, like Hannah, who have to deal with the fallout of that. Yeah. There's characters. That's second season stuff. There's though, characters who are grieving mm-hmm. that have to deal with the fallout of that. That leads into stuff in season three and okay. season four as well. It's just not for me. And I liked the first season. I the second season did not compel me enough to watch it because you didn't like the format anymore. You didn't like that it was someone killed themselves, 
and here's the 13 reasons why I just they think did it wasn't it. very well written. I felt like it was directionless for too long for me to be like, okay, I can commit to this series. No, I, I was like, okay, no, I'm, oh, well. I'm falling off. I was addicted because I felt like it was true to the fallout because you're not going to get a, a tape that said, you're one of the reasons why I killed myself and you're going to feel nothing. And it, it does that. You find out about all these people and you find out that one of them actually had a relationship with her secretly and that was also something that she never mentions on a tape. Okay. That is damaging to their character. You find out that, um, like, she had a friendship with someone else. And, like, All it, of this it just leads sounds like to potential things. to ruin what I liked. So I'm, 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 I hate to say it, because I try to be very, very understanding. That is such a lie. And open to You're things, as stubborn as I am. You weren't gonna change. I feel like I am arms crossed, just shaking my head, going, no, 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 thank you. It's just, I like the first season so much... I don't want to ruin it, so I'm gonna have to. So you believe that it should have just been like a mini series? You just you just oh, wanted yeah. you wanted mini series. A huge fan of the mini series. Yeah. yeah, you're a huge fan. Daisy of the Daisy Jones and the Six. You, you're right back here. You literally yeah. like watching like one. You like watching a season and then being done. I hate that. I hate the when you irony, don't deal with. There's so many unanswered if it's questions. Good enough, I will watch it again. That's the irony. I am not compelled enough to watch a second season of a mini series. But I will watch that miniseries over and over again. So, if 13 Reasons Why was a miniseries, I probably would have watched that first season over and over and over again, even though some of it is quite harsh and devastating to, to witness. One of the things that I thought was um, really good, it happens in a later season. And it's old. How old are these teenagers? They're, like, 16, I think they're supposed to be. They're, like, 16. Yeah, I think they're Around 15, the 16. Age. Yeah. Um, but they're dealing with stuff way beyond their maturity level. Well, I remember the second season, like, when it got going, they were all doing, like, testimony and, and... Yeah, because of the trial. There was a trial. Because of the trial. I'm not The trial is the episode, though. The trial is kind of like the tapes for the second season. Yeah. That's not what the series was for me. The series was... It was much more personal. It was not a courtroom drama. Something that was more jarring for me, you wouldn't know about this because you didn't watch it, but in, I think it's season three, when you find out before Bryce dies... From the sounds of it, season two isn't that good because everything you seem to like is in season three. No, season three was hard for me to watch because there's a character in it that I didn't feel like I liked her very much already, but then she turned around and she has a friendship with Bryce and tries to say that he was getting better, and I feel like it's the most hurtful thing to Hannah, specifically, because... His growth... What, to the memory it, of Hannah? Yeah. To oh, her, okay. like, well, she's not there, so her memory. And I think it's amazing. Kate Walsh, who plays her mom in it... Oh, yeah, she she's has amazing. A, she, no, she has a scene with him that I love it so much. Because he, he goes up to her and he tries to apologize. Yeah. And she's like, do not come near me. Yeah. You don't get to come here and tell me how you have regrets and you've changed your mind yeah. about all these different things and you're different now. Yeah. I don't have my daughter. So yeah. back up, leave me alone. Yeah. And it is so good. Kate Walsh is phenomenal in the first season, um, so I can only imagine. Kate Walsh is a great actress. She stays in it as well. She pops up throughout yeah. the series. And I loved her as Addison in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, like, she's I'm, back, you know. I've loved her in everything. Nah. <laughs> Will you stop? I cannot believe Grey's Anatomy is still on. I was so into that. and I have, You quit at, like, season eight. And I you have many even... seasons here. Where Where is my Grey's Anatomy? Here, okay, let me just do a quick okay, look. You, you, go, you go away. Let me um, look. But I, I think that it's authentic and it's real and it's honest and I think it's also raw like you said it deals with subject matter that 
is hurtful and it's disturbing to see but it's something that you need to see portrayed on screen to recognize that it's a problem because if you don't see it for yourself and you have to see it through media it's the only way you're going to actually understand it yeah. nine seasons of Grey's Anatomy is what I yeah. yeah you weren't even like you didn't even get full Joe you didn't get Joe you didn't get Camilla Luddington rocking it I can't even deal with you. She's one of my favorite characters, and you don't even know who she is. Yeah. And it hurts me so much. So what we've learned is that I can be a stubborn ass as well. You, well, hold on, hold on. I'd like to establish, you like 13 Reasons Why. Have you read the book? I have not read the book. Book Shockingly. You will love the book. Yeah, shockingly. Uh, Because it's like the first season. But you do like 13 Reasons Why, you just don't appreciate the fact that they didn't stop at one, that they went to four. You know what I don't appreciate? Are you convincing yourself that you have a win because I, I, I already, win. I already came, said I liked you, the first on. season? You came at me with, I hate 13 Reasons Why. I never said that. I, I said, I'm not watching the second season. When I said, what are we going to do for our twist the sister? You went, I don't like 13 Reasons Why. And I went, okay, I'm going to convince you it's good. Mm. And then you came in with like the gold nugget there, Chels. I like season one. I just think it should have been a miniseries, which means you do like it, but not enough to continue to watch it. You get, sure, so it, whatever. Uh, I, it is half a win. I get half points. Whatever. Whatever um, you would like book. to tell yourself. Read the book as well, by the way. And our listeners should also read the book. Um, it follows first or season. Or don't, you know, if you are not a reader and you, you don't want to do that. Or you read it you because do you, I'm asking boo. you to and you care. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> and on that note... It has been a wonderful podcast. I hope that we have promoted some decent mental health awareness material for the CMHA Mental Health Week yes. for the podcast. And we always... I hope you watch it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you read it. Do what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> and we, we encourage you, as always, to uh, seek mental health help if you require it. Yes. Um... And if you are in a place where you feel comfortable, yeah, exactly like Daisy said, yeah. enjoy this because these are these are great pop culture artifacts that have very important mental health themes. Not yeah. necessarily, and I think the underlying message that we're story. trying to get across is that you're not alone. Yeah, and that you know these Other are have seen this art yeah. reflects life. Yes, yeah, and it always has really. Yeah, and life reflects art, and art reflects life, and like a cycle we go you know around. What? There's a line from Scream that I'm going to use here. Oh no! Art imitating life. Ha <laughs> ha. Because they said that's not a line. Yes, from it is. Because they talk. Like, like, yes, they do. Because they talk oh about life imitating art, imitating life. But that's <sighs> what it is. I wish you could see right now. She's literally. I'm in rocking a Sydney Prescott sweater because yes. you know she's the best. Oh. Anyway, this is not about hope, scream. Let's, hope you enjoyed our wrap it up. Our, our it talk up. for the day. Um, you know, seek mental health help if you need it. Uh, go hug someone today, whether you think they need it or not. Just hug someone or compliment someone. Just spread joy and love and support. Okay. 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 Take care, everyone. Bye.